everybody. I'm uh, super excited. Uh, Justin and I have kind of communicated through um, Messenger for the last few months and been a little uh, hit and miss, but uh, it, I'm so glad to, to have you on here, Justin. It's an honor, my honor to have you on, and I'm looking forward I'm to... to be with you. It's, I'm it's, really, uh, I've been wanting to do this for a while, so thanks for doing this. And I just, I, you know, I love your heart, Justin. I, I have watched, you know, some of your, your videos, actually quite a few. I've listened to your podcast and read your book, Beyond Human. And just, um, and actually, I'll just say that the Beyond the Human book was uh, one of the catalyst things that really helped my wife and I kind of launch into to this. So I, I'm curious about your journey and how you were able to launch into, you know, walking in the heavens. And, and I love your term, Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, skywalking. Um, firstly, uh, Gil, before we get into that, I just want to say how much I love what you're doing. I well, really you. love the show. Um, you know, I've watched quite a few episodes and I'm just really thrilled that you guys have like taken this position of just being a, you know, a catalyst for so many voices because, you know, one of the words that the Lord gave me for this era was many voices. So, mm. you know, with Company Burning Hearts, we tried to bring in lots of different voices over the years mm. to not just have one element of it, of the mystical or the supernatural or right. the glory, you know, God's many faces, you know, um, Lion Ox, Eagle Man. And, you know, you've, you're bringing in some, you know, great people and it's been fun. I've listened to some of Chris Carter's stuff that you guys have done. You look like you're having a lot of fun together. <laughs> we do. And, we do. Yeah. So it's so good. And, you know, you're making space for people that you wouldn't normally find out about. So I just want to say thank you for doing that. I really felt the father's heart towards you and how proud he is of you and what mm. you're doing. And I just believe it's going to keep expanding. So I'm excited about what's going to come from this. You know, you're, you're actually parenting and it's a beautiful thing. So thank thanks you. for doing thank that. Thank you. I just wanted to say that before Very we honored. got started. <laughs> Appreciate that very much. And, and, uh, um, somebody had said that you had mentioned us on uh, one of your podcasts, and and so all of us on this and are where where you know? <laughs> so it was yeah, just I've an actually, honor that uh, you would introduce you to a lot of people because yeah. you know I get messages every day of people that want to go into this realm. It's really expanding over the earth. It's like a shift in consciousness. Right. It so is. people want to know how do I get in the spirit? How do I ascend into Zion? How do I? Or just the big question I get is how do I have intimacy? with right, the lord right this that's what it's all about faith but substance you know yes. and evidence so a lot of my questions about that but i say you know check out kingdom talks and oh, you know thank you i'm loving it because the other thing i wanted to say as well before we just talked was um you know i really love the fact that you guys have embraced the culture of honor because mm -hmm. the culture of honor you know i was in a meeting with george and banoff and he said the culture of honor is the womb through which god's birth in the new move wow. And I agree with that because I've been yeah. involved in lots of different movements that were very powerful, but every one of them kind of got sidelined when they forgot to honor difference. Yes. You know, when they start to feel yes. like, yeah, we've got it all um, and we, we've got it. Mm. That's often when movements have gone off track, you know, yeah. and it takes humility to have difference because it's uncomfortable if you're in a situation and somebody's teaching something that you don't think the same on. Right, right. You know, and so, you know, that's, uh, you've probably heard our three plumb lines. Uh, yes, have, yeah. So yeah, I mean, those, those are so key for me. And I have to kind of kick myself to remind myself at times because I will hear something and I'll get that knee jerk reaction. 
It's just like, well, just calm down. You know, let's love, yeah. honor, and respect that second plumb line and step into a place of understanding them. And just to yeah. know that, hey, God hasn't struck them with lightning, so he's not that offended by what they're teaching. <laughs> that's right. So. <laughs> that's right. And the key thing is, you know, honor doesn't mean we agree. That right. people misunderstand what honor actually means. Honor is that we, we keep a heart connection. Yeah. And we value each other with dignity and we seek to understand each other, but we're not afraid of disagreement because, you know, I've, I talk about this a lot on my podcast. There's so many levels of truth being released right now that we mm -hmm. can't fight over layers of truth right. because God's pouring out layer, line upon line, you know, this judgment, mercy triumphs over judgment. I like what Bill Johnson says. There are things that are true and then there are things that are truer. So, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes what someone's saying is absolutely true, yeah. but there's another truth absolutely. that supersedes yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what I love about what you guys are doing, you're doing a Christ-centric community, but mm -hmm. through honor. Mm -hmm. And really, I, I think as long as uh, honor is a plumb line, it's unstoppable, the growth, the right. cross-pollination. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. there's no limit to it, you know, because right. it, it can just keep expanding. So... You know, I really felt that was on my heart. So the thing that made me decide to come on your show, because I get lots of invitations all the time to do shows, and I don't do them usually. Mm -hmm. I'm quite a private person. But the thing that made me want to do your show was the three plumb lines that oh, you guys really? posted in that video. Yeah, because yeah. when you first contacted me, I thought, is this going to be another guy that's going to give me a hard time over something? You know, because <laughs> I, I get given a hard time over lots of different things you know it's quite easy to trigger people isn't it you know yeah, yeah. so um when i saw your video on the three plumb lines i i thought yeah come on i, I can i can work with these guys because yeah. i think love love is the heart of mysticism you mm -hmm. know love that we love one another and you know i've seen tons of mystical phenomena crazy crazy stuff right and it's in my beyond human book but you know jesus didn't say mysticism was going to transform creational supernatural signs it was oneness mm -hmm. he said when we are one as they are one yeah. father son holy spirit in this beautiful dance they're all different yeah. but one they've got the same heart and synergy when we look like that that's when the whole world's going to believe the gospel and uh, <laughs> i thoroughly believe that thoroughly believe that yeah yeah, and that, that kind of excites me, just the thought of diversity, you know, and but all somehow moving in a song, a synergy mm -hmm. played out by heaven that we're all caught up into it, you know. So, you know, it's so exciting as well to learn from each other as well, because, you Absolutely. know, none of us has got the full counsel of God. And before I came on here, I just felt like the Lord was saying in, in the counsel of many, there is victory and safety. Mm. You know, and that's a well-known verse. Yeah. But I felt like the Lord say there is victory and safety in the counsel of many. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as long as we keep many voices moving together, this safety, this victory, mm -hmm. this perpetual energy and motion, and it's going to keep expanding because, you know, Gil, we're, we're going to see a brand new world. Absolutely. And Looking forward to it. This is not going to get smaller. This mm -hmm. is cosmic. It's not just the world. It's the cosmos. And, you know, I think the amount of people that are going to want to watch these kind of shows, we have no idea how big the harvest of consciousness and awakening actually is right yeah. now. You know, yeah. you know, people and, are still hungry. Yeah, and and as you're speaking, you know, just realizing that as we are all moving forward, it's just recognizing that we are all in different places, and that as we're in different places in the journey. 
you know, some of us are going to take a little bit different, you know, route with the Father, with Yeshua, as we're getting to where he wants us to go. And it's just honoring one another in their journey, you know, yes. not saying, well, your journey's got to look like my journey, but just to honor yeah. them and to bless them and say, how can I help you on your journey? Rather than trying to <laughs> fix it, you right. know, <laughs> but how can That's I help right. you on your journey? Yeah. And I think the other thing is we, we, we rush too quickly to, to try and eradicate the beauty of mystery. You know, so we're trying to like understand it and grind it down. And I, and then once we solve it, we move on to the next thing rather than let that tension be there, like that two things can be in the room and they're both true. Right. Um, you know, I posted this video on Hebraic, how, how to argue like a Jew, it was called. Mm -hmm. And there's a funny saying in Judaism that if you've got two Jews together, you'll have three different opinions, <laughs> you know, because they, they disagree with themselves. <laughs> but they, they have this kind of thing where they'll sit down it's called an argument for the sake of heaven, L'Shem Hashemayim, right? Hmm. L'Shem Hashemayim. And it means an argument for the sake of heaven. So they'll have a crazy argument, then they'll sit down and have food together and friendship. <laughs> and they yeah. won't let the argument ruin the friendship. Right, and I think right. that's something the church is really, the ecclesia, have got to learn because... Mm -hmm. How many times have we been in situations where there's been an argument and the friendship ends? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, how did well, that happen? Like, it, you know. Yeah, it's it's as if, uh, you know, Jesus said, uh, you will know them by their knowledge or that they know more than the other people or something like that. Because we've gotten this idea that knowledge is above our relationship. It's above love. And, and because of that, you know, it's like, well, we're right, you're wrong, so you got to go another direction. You know, rather than getting it right to where relationship is above knowledge and that, yeah, we disagree, but it's okay because we love one another. Yeah. We're still going to walk together. And that's the beauty of it. And that's been my journey. You know, you asked about my journey. My journey has been one of, I guess, being in, brought up in the church. My dad and my mom were pastors. And as a kid, I was in the charismatic move. So I remember as a kid seeing people fall out under the power, mm. their eyes fluttering, people singing in ecstasy. I loved it, you know. Um, so I was really hungry for, for Jesus as a, from a young age, and I, I really wanted the baptism of the Spirit. And it actually happened when I was seven years old in bed. Wow. My mum was wow. singing over me. I was just wanting it. And I remember literally like a torrent of energy went in my body, my little body. I was very skinny, skinny little guy. I jumped out of bed just praising, <laughs> praising the Lord, speaking in tongues at the top of my voice in ecstasy. So my experience of like being in the spirit has always been ecstatic. You know, I've always yeah. loved the joy part of God's character. I do cry a lot and feel suffering, but I've, I've, I've more wanted to anchor on the joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, laughter is good medicine. So from a young age, I just enjoyed Holy Spirit. Um, and then, you know, like many people, you go through a crisis in teenage years, and that's what happened for me. I went through a crisis, and um, I got so frustrated with the church at the time. I remember thinking, you know, there was a lot of hypocrisy. There were a lot of marriages breaking down, and everybody carried on as if everything was normal. There was no, you know, integrity on it. And I got so frustrated, so I actually left church and got into the drug scene because I still wanted to get high. <laughs> and there was no high in the church, I can tell you now. And um, so, but that was not the solution, as you know. Drugs was totally the worst decision I could take because over the next two years, I became a drug addict and I was so depressed and, you know, pretty much suicidal. But the, the hero in my story really was my mum 
My mum is a, a godly, amazing woman. Uh, she she she's a Bible theologian. She loves Jesus. She carries the presence, and she used to pray over my bedroom in those dark days. And wow. she'd go in and pray over my posters and my bed and she just love on me make me cups of tea and always just show me love even though actually i was horrible at the time i would mm. even like swear at her and walk out of the house at three o'clock in the morning high on drugs i was mm. really awful wow, wow. But, you know she kept praying for me and i came to a crisis where i was so down and i'd taken so many drugs i was on drugs every day at the time um I needed help, I needed a way out, and I, I thought about committing suicide. And at the time, my mum gave me this book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit, and it was by Benny Hinn. And someone in the church had bought it for me. She didn't even know me. She felt the Lord wanted her to do this. Hmm. This is how amazing the kingdom is, right? Is that a small act of kindness like that, buying me Benny Hinn's book, she didn't even know me, transformed yeah. my life because it was, wow. she came at just the time where I thought, there's got to be reality here. It has to be. Something has to be real. And I was reading Benny Hinn's book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And it said, you can ask for the Holy Spirit to come and he will come right now. And I started shaking with like, I don't know what it was, like the fear of God came on me or the wonder of God. Mm. And I was holding Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And I said, come, Holy Spirit. And nothing happened. And then I said again, come, Holy Spirit. And then literally like this warm oil, this glory came over my, my body and I just vibrated into the love of God. And he just washed me and he cleansed me and filled me with his love. So for the next year, I used to just go to my room and say, come Holy Spirit. And I'd have incredible, incredible fellowship with God. So I went back to church and I found church wasn't very similar to what I was experiencing. Church was like, I was experiencing glory I was having like trances. I was having intercession where faces would appear in the night and I'd pray over the person's face and then another person's face would appear. I was having time miracles. I was having presence on my body. And I came to church and I was like, I'm not sure what's going on here. You know, it's like, you know, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. <What is> that? <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> where's the going on going on? <laughs> what is going on? But fortunately, God broke out. The Toronto mm. outpouring came at mm. that time. And that's when I went my, met my wife and we went to Toronto School of Ministry. And it was absolutely awesome. We spent six months in the Toronto outpouring with thousands of people lining up the power of God hitting them people being struck out being overcome by God glory clouds glory rain all this wonderful stuff so then when we came back from Toronto we really couldn't fit into any church because you know people had said Toronto was over but Toronto wasn't over God's never over right God yeah. never stops yeah. we choose to get out yeah. of the river so we were like river junkies we loved God's presence and we wanted to do so much more. So in the end, I started pursuing the prophetic because I love books on prophecy. And my wife and I and a friend ended up setting up a prophecy school in Cardiff. And that was how I started in ministry. I started by you know, setting up a prophecy school. Oh, really? And, um, but what I didn't realize was that prophecy is like the cookies to try and tease you into something. So, you know, it says we prophesy in part. The way yeah. prophecy works is as you start to want to prophesy and you start to get visions, eventually you go into the realm. 
So it's yeah, like God's yeah. like teasing you in, saying, follow the cookie trail. Yeah. He gives you a word. He gives you a vision. He gives you an encounter. And eventually you're in yeah. the spirit. <clears throat> and that's what happened to me. Yeah. I had this question in my mind. What does it mean to be in the spirit on the Lord's day? Mm. And the crazy thing was at the time I was connected to all these British prophets. And I said to a group of them, I said, what does it mean to be in the spirit? And no one could actually answer that question. What does it mean to be in the spirit? <laughs> so I said to the Lord, I want to be in the spirit. <laughs> I want to be in the spirit. So I started pursuing God really hard. By now I was working in a bank. I was a manager. I was on a graduate scheme. I had a lot of favor on my career. But I started taking Fridays off work because I thought no one else is going for it. I'm just going to go for it. I was yeah. bored. I yeah. wanted more. Why isn't anyone going for it? So I just started going in for God, pursuing God. I was going, heavenly glory is mine. Heavenly glory come. I'd pray things like, if no one else wants their mantle, I'll have it, Lord. I'll have their mantles. <laughs> if no one else wants their visitations, I'll have them. And wow. what happened was God began to visit us because he's a rewarder of not need. It's not needs that God rewards. It's faith. Yeah. Faith is when you say, I'm having it. I'm yeah. having it. So by then, I was praying, mm. not like, Lord, will you please open up the realms for me? I was going, I'm having it, whether yeah. I kick the doors down or not and break the doors of heaven off the bars. You know, <laughs> I am literally coming in. I was going, heavenly glory, come, Jesus, come, heavenly glory is mine. And I started praying night after night with a friend. And then we had extreme experiences of God. Mm. You're hearing angels laughing hearing the cloud of witnesses speaking, seeing objects falling visibly in the room, watching orbs fly. I remember one time watching orbs fly around the living room for two hours visibly, my friend and I, wow. in the glory presence of God. There were small orbs, big orbs, tiny orbs, and I watched them do lines in the room. I watched things sprinkling down from the ceiling and then vanishing. Wow, so, wow, wow. Yeah, so we started putting on conferences and we we started getting all the glory people in and then all the mystical people and and then we eventually found ian clayton and when ian clayton came it was like this guy upped it to another level <laughs> and you know we, we invited him to britain and he did two conferences but he did like 32 sessions and every wow. session was different 32 sessions that was my wow. introduction to ian and he, he you know much respect to Ian Clayton. He he blew up the box. He was saying things like, you know, step in, engage, rawr, go for it, wisdom, seven spirits, men in white linen. I was like, what? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you that know. choice, you know, Company of Burning Hearts was birthed from that season then. And, uh, you know, we started off small, putting out podcasts. And I really didn't think anybody was going to listen to the podcast at the time. God said, um, release and you will increase. That's what he mm. said to me. Mm, that's, and that's he said, I'll show you the power of becoming a creative person. And I was like, Lord, what's that? What's the power of becoming a creative person? He said, I'll tell you a secret. If you hoard, you diminish. If you release, you increase. He said, I want you to give away your teachings. And I said, Lord, I've only got five teachings and he said he said if you give it'll be given to you mm -hmm. and if you give away i will expand your consciousness and if you can get other people to do what you do i'll take you into new dimensions so 
we started putting out these little simple podcasts. Uh, it was a spirit school on Friday nights, hardly anyone in the room, but I had an encounter with Enoch and it changed me. And even the sound of my voice and the way I taught changed at that time. So the podcasts went out and we didn't advertise them. We just posted a link on Facebook. Nobody really knew us. And then I'd get notices from Podomatic saying, you've exceeded your bandwidth. And I was like, what? And I'd go on and I'd have to upgrade the package. And then a few weeks later, you've exceeded your bandwidth. Wow. And it just kept going on wow. and on. In the end, in the end, we had to have unlimited bandwidth because um, basically <laughs> people, people were telling their friends and their friends and their yeah. friends. And, and then it eventually like like, we had like over 4 million downloads. Wow, wow, wow. It's been a fun thing because we're actually quite simple people. We've got this house of prayer that I'm in right now, and I live quite a quiet life. I am an introvert by nature, but that realm is so powerful. Hmm. You know, this is why I really want to get people in the mystic realm. This isn't just about having encounters. This is about an expanded consciousness. Yes. You are first the Father's good pleasure to Mm -hmm. give you the kingdom, and it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the mysteries of the kingdom. So this actually gives God pleasure. He wants us to be mystical. He wants us yeah, to go yeah. into Zion, um, but he won't force it. Because this is the thing I learned from, one of the things I learned from Enoch actually, is that heaven practices the culture of honor as well. Right, right. So, you know, love is not forced, you know? Um, so God gives you a choice. It's like, um, you know, I talk about Disney movies. I love Disney movies, mm-hmm. but, in the Aladdin Disney movie, the cartoon version, there's this amazing moment where, you know, the prince, uh, you know, with the, uh, comes on the, the the magic carpet and he reaches up to Jasmine and she's on the, you know, balcony. Mm-hmm. And he, he says, do you trust me? And she like looks at him and goes, yeah. And she kind of jumps on the magic carpet. And then there's that song, A Whole New World, A Whole Mm. New Fantastic Mm. Point of View. No one to tell us no or where to go or say we're only dreaming a whole new world. You know, and then goes unbelievable sights, wonder by wonder. You know, that is the mystic realm, but the Lord isn't forcing you into it. He's like reaching out and he's saying, do you trust me? So, you know, that's been my journey. And, you know, I know I've gone on for a while, so I hope that was But my journey has been one of falling in love, really, because what I found was I was quite isolated. I didn't fit in church. Even people I knew didn't understand what I was pressing in for. Like, what are you going after? Yeah, and a lot of people (laughs) are experiencing that right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't expect God's love to be like wine. So (laughs) I wasn't looking to be intoxicated. I'm known for being intoxicated, and people often get drunk in my meetings, and I carry a drunken anointing. And I was quite disturbed by being drunk. I was like, God, I want to prophesy, heal the sick, raise the dead. You're making me drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> the, the undignified, right? And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, what I didn't realize was that his very nature is intoxicating. You don't have to look drunk. It's not about acting drunk. You can be crying and it's intoxicating. Mm-hmm. It's about a simple union with love itself, that God is love. And for me, the heart of mysticism is becoming a love slave. You know, like mm. Paul said, the love that Christ has for me leaves me no choice. It presses me on every side. So he was a love slave. And he said, if I'm out of my mind, it's all God's fault. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. that was my message actually, because I'd go, I'd prepare lovely messages and be invited to preach places, and then I'd stand out the front and I can't talk. I'm intoxicated. <laughs> yeah. But you know yeah. what? People were getting transformation through the presence. Well, you know, God's presence speaks, and it's and- contagious. You know, and I think we're moving away from the information overload generation exactly experiencing god's love experience exactly. in the heavens experiencing angels it, you know i love that that verse that says you know may the love of god this greater than knowledge you know come to you i can't remember the exact phrase in a bit it's the love of god that bypasses and the peace of god that bypasses knowledge yeah yeah there's realm of knowledge this heart knowledge and for me mysticism is a journey of the heart and it's a journey into love. So, you know, I'm still on that journey. I feel like one of the things, and I'm sure you feel the same way about this, is that I know nothing. It's like I've been doing this for ages. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, since I uh, discovered more of the Hebraic thinking, mm-hmm. I'm happy with that because the, the Hebraic thinking is that, you know, God's name starts with a yod, a little dot. That yod means all we know is just a dot. So we always enter in with humility that we know nothing. Even mm-hmm. the greatest mystic on the earth right now knows a dot about God because he is limitless and we're always going to be exploring. So I'm not in a rush either. Right, um, you know, right. some mystics are in a rush. They always want to get somewhere or, you know, and I get that. I want to see more stuff, but I've learned the secret of, of, contentment is living in the presence of god exactly union with god exactly is that kind of been your experience yeah you know and and the thing is i i know when i shift out of that you know it's because i'm more of a type a personality i'm driven and so it's so hard for me to step back, step back, step back, let go, let go. Because I want to, you know, when I think I see what the Father's doing, I want to grab onto it and I want to make it happen. And it's like every time I do that, it just falls apart. It's like, okay, okay, just rest, rest, rest. And I really, I have to, I have to really train myself to rest because if I don't, I'll get into that striving. It's just kind of my nature, but I'm learning. I am learning. Isn't it amazing when you think about it? You know, Bob Jones released that word that this decade was the decade where the body of Christ would learn to rest. Yes. And then you look at what's happened. The programs have stopped. The projects have stopped. (laughs) Everything stopped. It's amazing. And and God's actually bringing forced change where he's forcing us to rest. It's like, what defines us? Is it ministry? Is it buildings? Is it success? Or are we fully identified in Christ in the new creation? You know, and that's yeah. what my Beyond Human book's about. It's been fully identified in another realm. Yeah. You know, I love when Paul said, do not be conformed to this age. Some, some, you know, um, some Bible translations say world, but it's actually age. age. Don't be conformed yeah. to this age because you're not from this age. You're from a new creation age. Yeah. You're, you're a kainos being, mm. which means new creation. You're a kainos new creation. You're a new creature. Yeah. So, you know, we're not made of this this kind of universe. Somehow, yeah. we haven't understood the gospel. You know, some pastors say to me, oh, you know, we're not going to be mystical. And I was like, you don't get the gospel. The gospel is mystical through yeah. and through. We are the mystical body of that Christ. That is the good news. And it's really interesting talking to pastors. I'll say things to them like, well, do you speak in tongues? And they'll go, yeah, I speak in tongues. And I'll go, well, don't you know the verse? It says, he who speaks in tongues speaks mystical mysteries. 
mysterion is the word mystical. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So speaking in tongues is mystical, but it's culturally acceptable, right? Yeah. I tell you what's changing now. New things are going to be culturally acceptable as well. We're moving from, yes. we're going to still speak in tongues and do healing, but by location, trans yeah. relocation, you know, ascension, um, and more stuff, metamorphosis, mm -hmm. um, speaking in real human languages, um, youthful miracles, all these things Jesus wants to give us. Um, you know, one of the things I've always asked when I'm teaching conferences around the world, I've said, you know, why did we stop at some parts of Jesus? So, you know, Jesus healed the sick, cast out demons and taught, you know, and raised the dead. And people are OK with that. But what about the things that Jesus, the other things Jesus did, like walk through people, go invisible, change appearance, uh, levitate, walk on water, change water into wine. See, I think in the same way that we've learned the spiritual technologies of speaking in tongues and mm -hmm. healing and prophecy, he's inviting us to embrace the future yeah. and give us things that we've never seen before. Absolutely. Because we cannot change the world with this level of reality. We right. have to have higher dimensional reality. And I tell you what, and I know, I know you know this, Gil, is that when this thing really powers up, the world is going to change oh, so quickly. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to be an unstoppable force. But I feel like the Lord wants us to learn to walk with him like Enoch first. It's like, yeah, yeah. Walk with me, you know, arm in arm. And then uh, what will come from that is, and this is this is powerful, but one time Enoch introduced me to Elijah, and it's one of the few times that I actually really got so freaked out because it didn't happen in the heavens. It happened in my house. Mm -hmm. And um, it, very rarely did the cloud of witnesses like step through like that for me. Mostly yeah. I'm in the realm. I'm in God's presence. I've gone, right? Mm -hmm. But occasionally I'll be doing a normal thing, and then the realm will shift and someone will come in the room. And um, I was on my own in the house and I was sitting there and suddenly Enoch shifted in the room. Now, I couldn't see him physically, but his presence came in and I could see him in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And I was like instantly like alarmed because I wasn't ready for it. I was like, whoa. And I knew, you know, I don't take it lightly. I'm not a sensationalist. I think when Enoch shows up, God's going to teach me something. This is big, right? He walked with God. I hold him in high esteem. I, I, you know, I'm so honored by all the saints when I encounter them. And he's standing there and I go over and stand next to him and look him face to face. So I'm actually standing, looking at him in the eye, but he's kind of like not fully there. So it's not startling me. It's, it's okay. I can handle it, but I can see the love in his eyes. I can mm. see the beauty mm. in his face. And then he, he just does this. He kind of looks like that as if he's looking behind me. Now, you know, when someone does that, it's a very natural thing to turn around and I turn around and they're behind me and this scared the life out of me as really as close as that <laughs> was, was, was Elijah. Wow. And Elijah, hmm. I mean, honestly, I f actually fell over because I was so frightened <laughs> because Enoch was all beauty and serenity <clears throat> and wisdom and eternity and dignity and kingly and emanates light i can always see this band of light around him and i and i see the illuminated ones with him when i turned to see elijah he was standing that close to me and his hair looked like like a massive almost afro it was crazy it looked like <laughs> he backcombed it rolled in bushes 
and he looked completely wild. His eyes were like that, and his eyes were like fire. They were not like tranquil, eternal seas. They had like, and coming out of his eyes were literal ripples in the room. So the room was distorting, and it was going like that. And I, I freaked out because I could tell you now I'd gone from being, first of all, alarmed that Enoch had shown up like that without any preparation. I'm standing by Enoch. He looks behind him. I turn around, and this guy is so close to my face. And I fell over, and I'm just, like, crying. And, like, I, and I was really, really, really disturbed, very, very disturbed. Now, the reason I'm saying this is I want to just give you a word here and a word for the people out there is that God is going to disturb us with the power of Elijah. You know, Enoch is gentle. Ascending is gentle. We're learning to step in. We're learning to have expanded states and walk with God. But what I saw that day, the Lord said to me, what goes up will come down. We're going up in the realm of Enoch, but we're going to come back in the power of Elijah, and it's going to be disturbing. There are Mm. things that are going to happen in the mystic realm that are so disturbing, but it's God. And we've got to be careful not to say this isn't God because he's going to do stuff that is going to freak us out. You know, it says we're going to tremble at his goodness in the last days. Now, I've seen some crazy stuff in my time. I've, You know, I could tell you some stories that you'd find hard to believe, but I tell you what, it's nothing compared to what God will do with those who dare to believe the gospel. They Amen. dare to believe Amen. that Jesus has done something. Yeah. Yeah. The challenge for me is that we don't wait anymore for a move of God. We realize God is moving. Exactly. And we yeah. just step in yeah. and we just become a part of it. But I tell you what, Jill, Gil, sorry, there are things coming that are going to bring delight and wonder to us. God yeah. is going to do things that are so powerful mm but he is looking for people that carry his heart. Yeah, It's not about knowledge. It's about the heart. Come on, come it's on. about carrying it. his heart. And, <laughs> and I, yeah. I want to encourage people out there right now, if you felt pain and brokenness, embrace suffering as a friend because it's taking you somewhere. It's taking you to a place where compassion and loving kindness and honor and humility work through you. And that is going to be a conduit for the spirit and power of Elijah. So and, good. you know, I don't know, Gail, what it's going to look like. I really don't. Yeah. But, but mark my words, God is going to move through the power of Elijah. And incredible, incredible things are going to happen. Amen, amen. I'll just tell you one last thing. Around that time that I had this encounter, I went to visit um, John Sanford. Now, John Sanford is one of the most famous prophets of the last generation. He started the inner healing movement. Uh, Mm -hmm. From that came Sozo. He started a prophetic movement with other people. (laughs) He's considered to be like one of the foremost people of the prophetic ministry. He's with the Lord now. But when I had this encounter, I had the honor of going to his house, and I just wanted to sit at his feet. And he Mm -hmm. talked about his visits to heaven. And... They were amazing. He actually was involved in a council that stopped World War Two, uh, mm. World War Three. Sorry, World War Three. Mm. Now that was the Cuban Missile Crisis, where Russia and America mm. almost had a nuclear yeah. war through Cuba, right. and he was caught up into the council that actually stopped that war from happening and diffused it and brought peace. Wow. And you know, he shared stories with me for like an hour, and he used to be caught up in heaven, into heaven, over and over again, and. As I was with him with my friends, he said this amazing thing. 
he said, Elijah's been appearing all over the earth, he said. Mm. He said, all my prophetic friends who were journeying with God have, have been seeing Elijah. He said, what do you think about that? And I couldn't help but think the signs are there. The signs are there. And he had a visitation from the Lord Jesus before we arrived. And he said, the Lord Jesus appeared and he had, had a baton. You know, a conductor's baton that you use for oh, yeah, yeah. orchestrating <laughs> music. And he said, this represents my government. It's mm. easy and light and it creates a symphony and it creates beauty. <laughs> and it's so, it's about position, right? Because yeah. when a conductor comes on the stage, it's not forced. Everybody just follows the flow. And he said, I am releasing the baton of my authority and my government on this generation. Wow, and we wow, had the privilege wow. of um, John Sanford prayed for us and said, God's asked me to pray this over people, but I've not found anyone yet that was ascending into those realms except you guys. And he said, I'm going to pray for you that you receive the baton of this governmental realm of authority. And really, Gil, I think that's what the Lord's releasing right now yeah. is it's not a heavy thing. If you think of a baton, the conductor's baton yeah. is so light. Everybody does it differently. Mm -hmm. After I met with John Sanford, I started like looking at musical conductors. And you know something amazing? Watch them on YouTube. There's no set pattern to the thing. <laughs> they all do it completely different. And I was trying to work out the rules. Some are like flamboyant, like, ah. And so a friend of mine who's a classical musician, he's brilliant. Um, he invited me to my first ever symphony, to a concert by this famous orchestra, um, you know, conductor. This is amazing thing, Gil. He conducted it with such elegance. He was humble. He came in wearing humble clothes. He bowed in humility. He did this beautiful thing. But in this, the last part of the, the, um, of the concert, he, he, dropped, he put down his baton and he used a toothpick. <laughs> he just used a toothpick. And he, he played the song yeah. in a completely yeah. new way. And I tell you what, Gail, it's going to be so easy and light what we carry. It's going to be yeah. like a toothpick, but it's going to change the symphony um, of the planet. Yeah. And it's going to be a song that we've never, ever heard before. Yeah. To me, it's going to be that flow of, of you know, Yahweh through us when we're at rest so that he can flow through us and we're not fighting it trying to do our own thing but we're just yeah. at rest and letting him come and through being co-revealed because he loves the yeah. way you are he's not yeah. looking for us to be clones he's he wants to be i'm into this message of being co-co co-buried co-buried co-raised co-seated and he wants to be co-coing you he wants to be this creamy chocolate cocoa <laughs> This flowing out of you, love you're it. splashing out love, love. you're splashing out life. <laughs> I think one of the reasons some of it's been delayed, to be honest with you, is we've had so much toxicity from church in us. I see some people, they, they've tried to turn the mystical into another system. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know, we're not creating another system. What we're creating is family. Yes. And what we're creating is music. And what we're creating yeah. is song and dance and symphony. We, what, it, what it actually is, is David's together. tent. And David's tent is the house of yeah. ecstasy, is the house <laughs> of wine, dance, song. And we've got to learn to let go. I know it's scary. 
I'll just share this one vision. I don't know how much time we have left. But I'll well, share this we need one to take paper. a break real quick. And then when we come back, let's, let's do that. So let's do we'll take a short break, 30 seconds here, and we'll be right back. Okay. Hey there. Thank you for joining Kingdom Talks. We are taking a short break to share with you the life-changing online course called Ultimate Impact. Gil and Adina do an amazing job taking the complicated and making it simple and applicable for your life. Ecclesia groups are using this course to shift their thinking into the next age paradigm. Yeshua spoke of power, authority, love, and oneness that we have yet to walk in. So if you're ready to deconstruct limiting beliefs in order to step into what Father is doing now, this course is for you. Sign up today at KingdomTalksMedia.com under the Courses tab. Now, back to the show. All right, so we are back with Justin Paul Abraham. <clears throat> this has been a fantastic time. Uh, you know, and I just want to say, Justin, that e even as we're just engaging here, it's like my heart is at rest. I'm at rest. I'm at peace with you. I just love the... Um, the, the connection. And, I, and, you know, and I'm sure you get that all over the world, just being able to engage <clears throat> with people from a place of rest and that you bring that rest, you bring that peace because it's the Father flowing through you. And uh, I just honor that, honor you for being able to bring that. Thank you very much. I think, you know, the, the realization is of myself, I can do nothing. Hmm. You know, I can't do it. Yeah. We can't do it. And that's when it gets beautiful, when you realize you know, it's not about us trying to do it. We join in what he's doing in the symphony yeah. and it's grace. You know, one of the things that came out of that season I told you about where I was on drugs and God saved me, I had a revelation of grace that he loves us unconditionally. Yeah. He's not so right. he's not shocked right. by our mistakes. He right. knew all of them before I was even born. You know, he is not shocked by anything I can do. He he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. He chose us before we'd even yeah. done a good thing or a bad thing. And he set his affections upon us before we were even born. Mm -hmm. And he is not going to change his mind about us. He has decided that he loves humanity. And when you see that, when you stop seeing through the lens of sin, you see through the lens of love, the blood of Jesus. I love what Paul said. He said, I can no longer see anyone in a merely human fashion. Right. So he saw that the yeah. gospel had done something so profound to us and the human race. And it was God's grace, he said, which and love overmastered him. And for me, I live in grace. I don't know another way of, of, of living is that, that, you know, he loves me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he loves you. Yeah. And it's just awesome. It's to let awesome. that sink and, in. <clears throat> and I feel very yeah. secure. Another thing I'm aware of, and this, <laughs> this does come from ascension, is that we are eternal beings. Yeah. So I, I see us as more than now. We, we are not just now, mm -hmm. although I celebrate now. I love the power of now, the beauty of now. Mm -hmm. This moment is wonderful. I'm not demeaning now, but I've seen us as what we are. You know, I've seen the distant future. You know, the Lord has taken me into the very far future. And I've seen the beauty of the human spirit. And the Lord said to me, the human spirit have a limitless capacity to grow. You know, we're actually going to outgrow. I know this is shocking. We're going to outgrow 
angels and everything else because there's a yeah. there's a limited capacity yeah. within them for growth but we've been made with limited growth yeah. and i'm secure in that so i kind of like see my whole life on earth no matter how long that is it's just one lovely day it's just one lovely day and there are many days to come yeah so i'm at rest um you know so Gil, what I was going to share with you just before the break was about how we've got to let go of the familiar, okay? Mm. <laughs> now, it's really, really challenging because the familiar is something we treasure. And if you look at what's happened right now with coronavirus, some people like panicking. I had like emails of people saying we're about to get chipped, we're about to get processed. Uh, one guy released a video on YouTube that went viral saying the Antichrist is going to show up this year. And that... Um, that there's no going back, it's all kicking off. Now, you know, I don't kind of feel that way about it. I feel really okay. I just feel we're having a Salah moment. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sorry that the virus is, uh, is here and we're praying for it to end, but I don't yeah. believe this is going to be the big panic everybody thinks it is. I don't I believe it. actually God's recalibrating us back to rest. You Come know, on. when I looked outside my house, for the first time in the time we've lived in our house, we've been there over a decade, I see families walking together down the street to the park. Mm -hmm. I see neighbors actually standing out talking to each other. We've talked to neighbors. Neighbors are giving notes to each other saying, do you need anything? We all go out and clap the National Health Service uh, once a week. It's beautiful. Um, and people are homeschooling and really enjoying it. The kids are detoxing from school. People are detoxing from some of the church stuff. A lot of great things and, going on. Oh, there's just so much going on. And we're putting people first instead of economies. Yeah. And I think that's the future. And I released a video today actually on YouTube um, called, uh, I think it was like Happy News. I can't remember what I called it. Oh, yeah, it's called Future News Now. And I talk mm -hmm. about a joy economy. Mm -hmm. And we're coming into a joy economy. And a joy economy is based on people fulfilling their well-being, joy, and potential. That's the new economics. Yeah. And I'm not sad if the old system of economics crumbles. I tell you, you know, God has got a plan for economics. So yeah. what I was going to say is I feel like we're in a season right now, forced change, because this mm -hmm. has been forced on us. Now people could go, oh, I'm mad, mad, mad. Or you could go, okay, God, what are you trying to say? And I think one of the things he's trying to say is stop. We have to stop where we've been and learn a new way of Come being. On. Yeah. new way of yeah. connecting, a new way of being global ecclesia, a new way of finding our neighbors, a new way of looking after our kids, going for walks, stop polluting the planet. You know, I love the news reports from Italy where the canals have gone crystal clear for oh, the yeah. first time in Venice, and you can see <laughs> the little fishies, and you can see, and, all, and then you, there's all these news reports on YouTube where animals are coming back into cities, deer, and all these other things, because we've stopped. And all around the world, the global pollution levels have dropped. And, you know, the, 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 the trails from aeroplanes. And I think there's a lot going on right now that yeah, we can't say a... this is like all evil. There's some stuff going on right now. Right. You need to look God for the good as well. Us, and compassion and love is coming. The, mm -hmm. the media love to focus on the one crazy person who's violent or the one person who did this. But you know what? In the UK, especially, most people are really having a good time with their mm -hmm. families and resting and enjoying a different pace of life. So what I was going to say was this. We're in a time of forced change, and it's only going to intensify. 
God is going to do what he must do to change us because he started showing me 15 years ago, we're not moving fast enough for what he wants to do. So 15 years ago, he started talking to me about technology. And one of the things he said was, technology is a manifestation of my goodness. I was like, God, how is technology a manifestation of your goodness? Well, he said, it's a good thing to have a hot shower. It's a good thing that you've got clothes. It's a good thing you've got a car. It's a good thing we're talking to each other now. Yeah. He said, the enemy is trying to stop the progress of technology because it's a manifestation of my glory. Now, one of the things we're going to see is massive, massive change in technology and everything's going to change, right? But we can either be ignorant to that or we can know what's going on or we can jump on board. My encouragement to the people out there right now is jump on board because this is going to be an incredible time. So the vision I was going to share with you was actually a dream. And it was this. I, I was landing at an airport and had to catch another plane. But the plane, the first plane was delayed. So I had to run to catch the next plane. Now, in the dream, I had my roller bag. We call them, you know, suitcases Lovely. on wheels or whatever. You, I don't yeah. know what you guys call them. Um, but, you know, <laughs> trolleys or whatever. <laughs> in my dream, my, my bag had all my favorite things in it. So I had my earrings and my waistcoat. It had all my nice clothes. It wasn't junk. So I wasn't carrying junk. But in the dream, I knew that if I tried to carry my old identity, my old clothes, my old ways with me, and I tried to catch the next plane, I was going to miss it because the bag would slow me down. Huh. So in the dream, we all dropped our bags in the middle of the airport, myself and my friends, and we ran. And as we caught the other plane, I looked up at the board and the board with all the information on it changed. It went and I saw time and space was bending and new connections were opening up, new probabilities, dates wow. were opening up, dimensions were opening huh. up, consciousness was opening up. And I knew that our new beginning starts now. And the girl that I was with in this dream, she was a real mystic. She is a real mystic. Um, she said, our new future begins today. And what I want to encourage people with is this. Don't be afraid of letting go of how you used to function, how you used to act, how you used to speak, how you used to think, even the clothes you used to wear and the, and the situations you were in. Because if anyone's in Christ, you are a new creation and the old has gone and the new has already begun. Yeah. And we're in a, in a season where I would say to people, travel light. Mm -hmm. Don't carry the baggage with you. Let go of it. Let go of even your, even your medals of honor. Yeah. You know, we, we get our identity oftentimes from a lot of that stuff. And until we're able to let go of all that and let him just flow through us, and, you know, I think that's when our true identity will come up. It will surface and we'll begin to see the new creation that we really are in him. Come on. You know, one of the things Paul said, you know, and he was a great scholar. He said, everything that I've done in the past, I count as rubbish compared to knowing Christ, yeah. my Lord, yeah. through whom I have died to the world and the world has died to me. And that's the mindset we've got to have is that we are aliens here. So like, I, I kind of, you have to see the joy in it all. It's like oh, all yeah. this stuff's going on, yeah. but we're getting to witness, Gil, we're getting to witness something 
that Enoch and all these others are so excited about. Mm -hmm. You know, when I first met Enoch, he showed me Isaiah's scroll was open in the heavens before the Lord, and that they were going to fulfill Isaiah 61, verse 4, and all of that Isaiah 61, which says, we will be rebuilders. We will be architects, landscapers. We will rebuild ruined cities, the places long devastated. You'll be called repairer of the breach, and we will heal the desolation of generations. I later found out that that meant genetics, that even human mm. genetics is going to get healed and changed. And one of the things I was shown is that we even have to let go of how old we think we'll live till. Because yeah. we can't define ourselves by male or female. You know, if anyone's in Christ, it's neither Jew, male or female, or Jew or Gentile. There's a new creation. And you know what? We just haven't seen how wonderful we are. Yes. God has made us to yes. be the joy of the yeah. cosmos. And but, it's about time that a generation learned to let it shine. So we have to let go of the old arguments. I'm not trying to win theological debates. I tell you what, yeah. I want to learn to love more yes. than argue. Yes. Yeah. So I want to learn to love and, and, and be, be compassionate and kind in this era. Because, you know, one of the things I've learned as well, and th this shocked me <laughs> from heaven, is that God is using people that don't even know him. Right, right, right. You know? Absolutely. And, and, and that shocked me, you know, when mm -hmm. I was shown that, and I was shown from the courts of heaven, and I saw the Father's face, all these thoughts were coming out of his heart towards the earth, and I saw these people grabbing thoughts, mm -hmm. and they were manifesting God's kingdom. And I knew some yes. of those people just didn't know Jesus. And yeah. I was like, and in this heavenly realm encounter, and it was a trance, it was very powerful. I was actually shocked. I said, Lord, how can this be that all these people are being used by you and they're not Christian like me? And um, the Lord said, this is the King Cyrus anointing. Yeah. And I was like, King Cyrus? He said, yeah, King Cyrus, you know, he was a pagan but God anointed him to build the temple and he created wealth for him. And he birthed something in the spirit that, that benefited the church of the time and changed the world. And yeah. I tell you what, we can't look through the old lens. You know, Jesus is doing stuff through people that we can't even figure out how many new voices are rising right now who are bringing spirituality and are bringing, bringing new technologies and, and bringing water for people who don't have it or new things mm -hmm. are appearing new education systems and I, I tell you what Gil this is offensive but we're in the era where he's pouring out his spirit on all flesh absolutely absolutely you know, he's pouring out on all flesh now some people can resist that and put up an umbrella the Lord showed me if they want to mm -hmm. they can have an umbrella and hang on to being grumpy you know that's okay <laughs> yeah. but I tell you what there's a lot of people out there right now that have been waiting their whole lives for this yeah and they're just lifting yeah. their eyes to heaven and they are drinking that rain Come and they're on. getting soaked in that rain and we're gonna find that there are more people standing next to us in this season than we've ever ever imagined this mm. isn't the era where mysticism's in a little corner this is the era where there will be many many even people that used to disagree with each other will stand shoulder to shoulder to see, to create a much better world. Amen. Amen. So listen, we got about uh, maybe a couple more minutes. And uh, I didn't ask you beforehand, but I, I normally will end this portion of the broadcast and then we'll do another 5, 10, 15 minutes um, <clears throat> afterwards that we do for our partners that are partnering with us. Are, you got time for that?
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, any any last words you'd like to share with our our uh, our audience? So, uh, we like I said, we got about uh, two more minutes, two three more minutes. Yes. I think that we just have to return to the simplicity and beauty of union. You know, it, knowledge is awesome, but knowledge knowledge without love is nothing. Absolutely. And the biggest thing I yeah. could say to all of you guys out there is God loves you. Mm-hmm. He loves you. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows how many hairs are on your head and he's for you. You know, sometimes we think, where's God gone? I'm going to tell you now, God will never leave you and he will right. never forsake you. It's you that goes. Mm-hmm. So what I've learned is this, and I can just teach this very quickly now, is you just stop and you just breathe in his love and you come back to the breath. And it's so simple. It's just you breathe deeply and you let go of fear. You let go of so good. control. And you just come into the simplicity of his love because he is the air that you're breathing right now. And his grace is sufficient for you. You know, many times I've gone through trials, but every time I've said, God, give me more grace. Mm. And he's like, okay, here you go. And grace is a form of energy. And I tell you what, even some of you out there that might feel tired, God can renew your strength like a wild ox. Mm -hmm. We are in the era where life is going to swallow up death. Mm-hmm. And the wild ox anointing is coming upon people. <laughs> He'll give you length of days. You'll be yeah, fresh right. and flourishing, even in old age. So I don't even subscribe to the rules of aging. Even if we physically, my age, mm-hmm. I think our mindset has to be that we are overcoming it and that yeah. we are moving from glory to glory, grace yeah. upon grace and strength to strength. So be courageous because you were born for such a time as this. Amen. Justin, thank you so, so much. I, I just, I, I'm serious. It just blesses my heart to have you on here and just the connection. Um, just thank really you. love you, man. <laughs> I love you too. Just uh, pray the anointing continues to increase over you and that wherever you go, that anointing just continues to flow. Just thank bless you. you. Thank bless you. you. I love you and appreciate you. All right. Well, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for supporting us. And if you'd like to partner with us, you can go to thekingdomtalksmedia.com and uh, click on the partners uh, button. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll see you there. And uh, thank you again, Justin. Thank you. Appreciate you so thank much. You. See you all later. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life Keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.